Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Are you tired of football podcasts that really focus on the game? Are you looking for a podcast that goes off in tangents and never really gets to the point? Introducing Footy Prime the Podcast, the podcast that really cuts the mustard. This podcast features players you used to know and love, like Danny Dicchio, the first goal scorer ever at TFC, and Craig Forrest, the man who can vape and has a surprisingly taut buttocks. But wait, there's more. Order now and you'll receive James Sharman as host. This man has his fingers in many pies. And if you listen for the next 10 minutes, you'll receive Dan Wong, producer extraordinaire, throwing his two cents in where it doesn't belong. And you'll receive Jeff Cole talking shit out of his mouth the way he always does to open the show. Footy Prime the Podcast, because what else have you got going on in your life? Footy Prime the Podcast is brought to you by Eggplant Picture and Sound in Amsterdam Brewery. Sorry. Life is shit, Greg. Life is <laughs> shit. And your your biology is shit too, apparently. Biology? Yeah, what, how certain things are reacting with you. Uh, right? You just said life's shit because of things you can't consume anymore. Right. Right? Welcome to Footy Prime, everyone. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been 10 days since uh, the anniversary edition of the show. It took us 10 days to recover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here we are once again drinking beer, thanks to Amsterdam Brewery. How was your Thanksgiving, you guys? It was good. You do anything? Just hang around the house? Just chilled. Yeah. Home. I did a cottage. Way. I had a cottage with oh, a did? small bubble. It was Rich fantastic. It wasn't my cottage. It wasn't my cottage. That's the damn sure. I wish I had a cottage. See, well, that pie business is doing well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got to sell a lot of pies to buy a cottage. <laughs> Let me tell you that much. A lot of pies. Uh, but we're going to start making money here because um, I'm sure, as you heard, the Premier League have been charging the punters £14.95 per game to watch games. So I thought if they're going to pay that much, which is what, like 120 Bucks a game or something. If so how is it? How is it working? Like you literally just like paper it's a paper game. game. You just hit a few buttons of your credit card and you're Boom. paying fourteen ninety five. Wow, sterling. So if if punters will pay for Burnley against Crystal Palace, surely they'll pay for this podcast, right? So as of now, five seconds <laughs> is a paywall going up. Like it's going it. to be a paywall in this motherfucker. 
<laughs> How much do you think we should pay? We should charge. Well, we better ramp up the content first of all. <laughs> <laughs> well, Craig's, Craig's internal biology isn't going to bring them in. No, we're not going to be no. knocking at the door to get through our paywall. Yeah. <laughs> but what do you think we should charge for per episode? If it's fourteen ninety five for any Premier League game, pound. Oh, sorry, yeah, pounds. So what's that in dollars? Or joking aside, what is that? I think we should remain free. We're the podcast for the people. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> we need money no, at some point. We're going to get paid by sponsors. That's right. 32 bucks, yeah. well, I would say. Yeah, 32 bucks? I don't know. What is it? 495. Yeah. Is around, I would say around 25. Yeah, 25. Is it less? Oh, it's 1.8 or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's around 1.7. We wouldn't sell our souls. <laughs> <laughs> Diet. Let me get that on camera next Diet, time. Diet Coke. You remind me of Kelly Bundy. Remember the episode of um, Married with Children? Oh, she's yeah. Like, she's the, the, love the car salesman. Marriage. Love and great she goes show. Like a, love that this show. This is the new Valor. Yeah. Or something like that. Anyway. <laughs> no idea what you're no? talking about. Married with Children? No. Christine you never Applegate? watched that? No. She was so It was sexy. on in England. Was it? Yeah. Of Sky TV. No. Yeah. No. no, it's really good. Yeah. So, what's your views on the pay? Pay. Uh, it's too much. It's crazy, isn't it? So, I, I, yeah. My, my argument is, teams are obviously losing a lot of money. Fans are losing out in going to the games. If a fan was going to watch West Ham at the Millennial Stadium, whatever it's called, or Tottenham at the New Stadium, they're paying in excess of sixty to eighty pounds to go and watch the game. So, to watch their team a live game of their team for £10 whatever it is is it too is it really too much of a okay but when those teams are paying the transfer fees they're paying for players does that still make it really fair I mean if they can well also throw in the fact that a lot of these fans might not be working at the level that they were working before might be unemployed I think it could possibly be trimmed down a little bit, but if it's, for instance, me and I love AC Milan, if I had the chance to watch AC Milan live every game, I would pay £10 to watch them play. Yeah. yeah. Instead, you pay 20 bucks a month and get the zone. The zone, yeah. <laughs> like, thankfully, we have access to a lot of football over here on, on TV. Mm. I suppose you're right. But football, wait, wait until, yeah, the zone is what it is and the cost is actually quite good for what you get for now. For now, yeah. But yeah. when they have a monopoly on it and they manage to get enough on there. Wait, where wait, did you say something po- uh, positive? No, he's no. very negative. Oh, okay, wait. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. Okay, he was setting up, he was setting up the negativity <laughs> with positivity, right? You got a drum roll there, there? Yeah. The, the setup, the, the setup was, oh, actually, it's a great deal, but he was setting us up for the negativity that it's going to go through the roof. I forgot what I was talking about now. <laughs> Throw me right off. Biology, biology. But yeah, it's something positive. Well, not really. But yeah, but when when people get comfortable paying a monthly fee for their football, then they can start incrementally increasing it, right? Who's still paying for Sportsnet World? Who's still I wonder out there who's still paying for oh, it. Oh, there's still thousands paying for it. Yeah, and, and they why? Have no idea that they've still got it on their package. Yep, yeah. That's probably why. For sure, it is. They'll probably turn it on looking for us free. Well, I still get that now. That. Are you still at Sportsnet? Like, yeah, that's right. No. Yeah. Hey, I really like watching you guys on Sportsnet. Yeah. And the number two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Actually, more, you know, more times. I would say nine times out of ten over the years. It was TSN. Was it? Yeah. That's the RC. Yeah. Hey, you're on TSN. Hey, uh, the average person really has difficulties. Always. 
differentiating between TSN and Sportsnet. That's honest, true. Right? That's true. There's this competition between the two, kind of, not between employees or anything, but no. and even the bosses, they're all they all know each other. Yeah, they worked at each other's shops at some stage, and they're in competition it's with a big each sports other. Sports media cult. Quick question, because I obviously wasn't here, but w- which was the first around? What? 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 TSN. Yeah, TSN, TSN for years. Was that mid eighties, early eighties? Right, I think it mid uh, sports network. Right. Yeah. Just I thought it was Toronto Sports Network. Well, <laughs> well that's what they <laughs> called it out west. Yeah, exactly. But it was around for a long time. And then what happened was Bell then created Sportsnet. Uh-huh. But they didn't own TSN at the time. But they bought it. That's right. So then the monopolies and mergers, basically, the government said, you have a monopoly on it. You have to get rid of one. So they actually got rid of the one they created, Sportsnet. So the only reason why... Was because TSN had been around for so long, they, they, they're now profitable. Yeah. Sportsnet wasn't yet. And they showed hockey. And they showed hockey, yeah. Sportsnet didn't have, they were just grabbing everything. Like yeah. Premier League, for instance, day one, Premier League, basically. Yeah, and Craig and I, when we first started working, it was CTV Sportsnet. That was my contract. That's right. You should get close to the mic there, Dan, because... That was my contract. <laughs> there you go. But actually, originally, though, so, so TSN and then the score, Headline Sports, was born in 97 before Sportsnet. And we used to produce um, a, a news wheel for CTV every day. Um, so well, your though, contract was different, right? It wasn't. Uh, it was. It was purely news. It wasn't live event. Yeah, so, so it's it just like highlight news. reels. So there was an edit in 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 headline sports an edit suite called the CTV suite, and we produced content for CTV, and then CTV got Sportsnet, mm. right? Uh-huh. And then that went away, and then yeah. there's like a three-headed monster, two big heads, yeah. and Sportsnet and TSN, one little head, or shall I say? One little heart, because it was a soul of Canadian sports media. <laughs> the score. <laughs> it was. It was well, a conscience hey, honestly, of, it was of, of Canadian. Yeah, there was a bunch of young guys on there. Exactly. Up and they gave anyone a job there. Huh? They gave anyone a job. Obviously. <laughs> well, but you and him and Sid, okay. they gave them a show and everything. Yeah. That's a nice little south they had down by, uh, was it King and, King, King and John? Yeah, that's a nice The Holiday studio. Inn. It's great. Really nice. Yeah, King and Peter Street. Yeah, fantastic. Never fully used that studio properly. No. Because we moved downstairs from upstairs. We had a, our studio was about as big as this room for years. It was right. tiny. Maybe a bit bigger than this room. But, uh, and then we got this gorgeous street front studio. And never really utilized it, utilized it properly. And then, uh, Well, remember, because you came on there, you did score first. Each didn't you doing what was it, Syria? we done That's right. Sunday mornings eleven o'clock, yeah. And for, and for people who uh, need to know how big this room is, because we're a podcast, <laughs> it's, it's uh, pretty small. Thirty five yards by thirty five <laughs> yards. You could swing a mid sized cat in this room by the tail. And, uh, <laughs> it's a good twelve by fifteen. Thank you. Oh yeah. Social distance. Oh yeah. yeah what shape is this room? It's not square. What shape is this room? Uh, oblong. Oblong. It's like your head charms. Oblong. <laughs> hey, speaking yeah, of hold heads. Hold on a minute. Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of heads, the the Lego that one of our uh, our long time listeners or someone yeah. that knows Dickio from way back when uh, created a Danny Dickio Lego man. It's on our awesome. Forty Prime. Twitter feed. It's incredible. It mm-hmm. looks just like you before you lost your hair. How do they, they do that? You've got all sorts of different caricatures that all look all like look you. better than you, though. Do you think? Yeah. I'm like a Marvel character. The one on media, the one on one soccer. The one on one soccer was great. Did you get that back? No, I haven't actually. Well, we hope that we're not done there, but we'll. You know where it's sitting there right now in the dark? <laughs> yeah. It's worth about 500 bucks that as well. 
Yeah. Maybe it's Is all it really? gone. Why? All the jerseys I took up there. and oh, everybody's. That's why they used us. That's right. For our gear. <laughs> for our gear. Well, that Lego, uh, the Lego one, I, that went viral for us for uh, Footy Prime. So I think there was like nine shares, ten shares. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out. Sponsors, are you taking note? We went viral. We had ten shares. <laughs> um, that, awesome. that, that blockhead one at one circle was worth $500. Why? You didn't pay five hundred dollars for that. No, no, no. He was giving it, but um, they're like personalized collectibles. But it's I forgot what they called it. I so if a fan wanted to buy them, they had to pay five hundred bucks. Yeah. How many uh, decues did they sell? <laughs> I think there was only one made. <laughs> there was more than one made. Five hundred bucks. Deech, it's all yours. <laughs> Free. We found this in the back of the cupboard. <laughs> yeah. And the heads come off of it. Well. Mm. Looks like you. It could be Yan Collar. We're not sure. Yan Collar. Big guy, bald. Yeah. Right. Um, anyway, back to uh, what... what Pay-per-view. Yeah. About- so what game would you pay the most for? If you had... You know, there's one match in the world right now that you would pay money to watch, you know, the most amount, what would it be? What two teams? That's a really good question. I would say Liverpool normally, but not right now. Does it have to Virgil's be in the league? Done. Yeah, it's not good. Does it have to be in the league? <laughs> No, no, just any any two, two teams. Oh, sorry, internationals or yeah, anything could be even teams between different leagues could be Ipswich against uh, Corinthians. Uh, not these days. Ipswich. Go right ahead there, Wonga. <laughs> I like the podcast. two teams like go at it. So derbies like the Sunderland, Newcastle, Chelsea, West Ham, mm-hmm. Millwall, West Ham, yeah. Liverpool, Everton. Yeah. Liverpool. It was a good game. Last it was week. a good game. It was a good game. Yeah. Um, Obviously, the fans not in the stadium. It, yeah, the derbies are the derbies are the best. If you're f- <laughs> full stadiums, yeah. But I don't know. I just do you think we're going to see fans back in the stadium before end of year? I don't know what to no. think. In the year, no, no, because in Germany they they they've got fans. Yeah, but they've got what, full stadiums. Together. Not full stadiums, but. I'm just talking about fans. Oh, so like, in Italy, Inter Milan uh, had their derby last week. They had a small section of Inter fans, support club, that were allowed in. So do you think we're going to see that in England? Do you think we're going to see that in MLS for the playoffs? Better chance in MLS because the states are just sideways. They don't give a shit. Yeah, because even the World Series, I'm watching the World Series with my young, and he was a big baseball fan. And he was saying, Dad, but why is there... Like fans in the stadium. I said, "This is Texas. First of all, Texas, right? So all different countries than the United States of America. Yeah. <laughs> they want to be here by themselves. Yeah, yeah. It's depending on each state too, yeah. right? Some states. So How many like, fans are in the stadiums at the World Series? It's not. It's is it full? Yeah. There's obviously social distance. Okay. Right. So many, and if, I think the NFL game was twelve percent. Is it? Yeah. In Cowboy Stadium or whatever. But didn't the Dolphins have a full stadium last weekend? Did they? Well, Florida? When well, it's under control there, right? Who knows? So, yeah. You know, as far as England's concerned, I mean, they, they make their rules up as they're going along, right? Every week there's a brand new rule from the government. No one knows what the hell is going on there. So well, it's like it could that. be full stadiums, could Here's be no one. Here's not much better. Hmm? Here's not much better, really. No, it isn't really, no. I know. Like, what, what can you do? What can't you do? So it's, it's a joke. Well, our, our dance uh, is still on. Oh, thank so, God. I know. I know. For Christmas. Well, well, well Jeff, Jeff's studio is still open, That's I guess. Right. <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> oh, I miss Jeff. <laughs> he's not dead, by the way. Just in yeah. case someone's worrying, he might have COVID, but he's he's, he's around. He's around. As last we heard, but yeah. <laughs> I think going back to the stadiums as well. Uh, 
especially like in England and in the countries of Germany, Italy, Spain. It's the smaller clubs that are that, that are in the lower divisions that are really really struggling. You think about the the top teams in the Premier League, Bundesliga, La Liga, the TV support that they're they've already got or they're owed is substantial. So compare that to the EFL or yeah. to the lower leagues in England, where I think they could manage. Uh, 500 people in the stadium and socially distance them just yeah. to keep oh. that interest of that community and support of their local club. Yeah, I think they. I mean, look at Colchester. Colchester draw what? 400 to 700 fans to 1,000 sometimes yeah. per week. They could let fans in and whether they're. <laughs> whether the, world, they're the world wouldn't end? Whether they're members <laughs> or like. No, I agree. I think so. Years, yeah. like old fellas that have supported them for years and years. Yeah, they're not going to come in and cause trouble and not wear masks and not sit in certain spots. It's all going to be pretty organized. Yeah, yeah. they could so do I, that. I feel sorry, but for as far ones. as having full stadiums, no, no, no. I don't even can't even see a light at the end of the tunnel for that. No, no. This but, massive global overreaction will continue for some time. Yeah. Yet. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> well, speaking, you know, you're speaking of the ones that are suffering at the bottom, and then what comes out this week about this European Premier League? Yeah. Holy Christ! Yeah. So, so w- <laughs> listen, the, the, the Super League argument comes up every couple of years, right? And there's threats, and it's the big boys trying to leverage more power, right? Um, but again, it's become a little bit more tangible this time around because the whole United Liverpool. Um, um, proposal to change English football was then piggybacked by this European League which who knows where we're at with this and I think we discussed the European Super League on, on this show before but I'm still standing very much where I always am and I, I don't want to see it I like seeing the top clubs against the smaller clubs I like the romance of, of the possibility mm-hmm. of promotion and a Leicester coming through or a team yeah. from you know Burnley who are nothing for so many years getting a run in the Premier League you wouldn't get that with the no. European Super League no I mean the quality of football amazing from that standpoint yes whatever but you would know what it should eventually be it would be like the NFL in Europe and there's going to be 18 teams 20 teams and that's it franchises franchises yeah basically and then relegation? They've already said in this statement of the twenty years before there's relegation. Yeah, I think it's. You think I these mean, American these American guys that buy these clubs are like they relegation? Don't give a shit. They don't understand it. They no, but they want to make sure they don't get investment. relegated either. They want any part of that. Precisely. These you're smoking there. Are you are you for it? No, no. I was going to say. And then, the Champions Leagues and yeah, is, is so enough. You're going it is enough. You're, you're going away from having the excitement of the Champions League set up midweek or weekends like we've seen during the COVID area where teams are battling in the league with teams in and around them or teams from the bottom of the league where you see an upset now and again but then the excitement of Manchester United playing PSG uh, who is it today Atletico Madrid against a Bayern Liverpool versus Ajax. I don't want to see that every weekend. No, you you would get bored of it. Yeah, I want to see the excitement and the build up to it. Yeah, it's a treat in a month's time or three weeks time because I think that adds to the excitement when you're seeing it week in week out. It becomes 
very blah. I mean, I know well, the, the football the, you're saying will be exciting and of a high, high level, but yeah. you remove the shock of yeah. football, right? If, if you have, you know, 18, 20 teams, the best teams in the world playing each week, you remove the element of the shock result. Yeah. Because there I mean, isn't one. Just competition. I mean, like a team like Burnley, we, we often will make fun <laughs> of the Burnley. Ones, right? But when you think boys. about it, they're, they're punching weight with billionaires. Amazing story. Trillionaires, maybe. Yeah. Trying to stay in that world with them. Yeah. You know, and, and the leagues are littered with like Ipswich, Sunderland, they're in the third freaking yeah. tier now. Sheffield Wednesday. Wigan. Nottingham Forest. What? Like, they've all had their own moments up there. Leeds and it, just come back up this year as well. They're trying to yeah. recuperate many, many years of where they've been languishing in the championship or outside of it. Man City were in Division 2 literally 15, 20 years ago, fellas. Yeah. So... They would have no chance of getting back up into this Super League. Yep. No. So I think yeah. it's just something that's been put forward by these executives and these owners that want some more razzmatazz. They're getting a little bit bored with their toys at the moment, and they want to see some more excitement. Yeah. But they can really fuck off. Well, you know what? I mean, like, and, seriously. And it, and, but beneath even that, the, <laughs> what, what's, what concerns me is how FIFA are really apparently behind this European Premier League idea, right? They want to disempower UEFA, yeah. right? That's and, and UEFA, trust me, got no time for UEFA. I mean, they're evil as well. They're all fucking evil, these people. But FIFA pushing this, I mean, that's a concern, isn't it? Yeah. Right, on, on the global sense. Yeah. What, what's wrong with UEFA governing uh, their own backyard? Victor uh, Montagliani's uh, take on it. Well, by the time this thing happens, he might well be president of FIFA. So, yeah, <laughs> maybe he's going. So he's all for it. Yeah, well, exactly. hey, I'm, 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 I'm open to people's, uh, you know, comments and certainly ideas. And even when I put out that tweet yesterday about you know our games being hijacked, somebody made a very good point. The Premier League was created for the same sort of thing. To yeah. be fair, 100%. It, the big clubs wanted a bigger piece of the pie. And the football league all sort of massages a little bit to try to keep around, but gone but, are the days when an Ipswich town can compete with the big markets. Because back then, I mean, the difference between playing in the first division for Ipswich in the 70s and 80s and playing at Man United, the wages were 10 pounds. Yeah, yeah it, was, it wasn't significant. Mm-hmm. So everybody, you talk about competition, small Marcus like Ipswich, hundred thousand, hundred thirty thousand town could compete if you had a good system to develop players. They still have a pretty good system, but now is the days where, like the kid at Arsenal uh, from Canada, Guelph here, they sold him to Arsenal for five hundred grand before, like when he was sixteen or something. So you can't. They don't even get to the first team before they're snapped up because they need the money. Yeah, they are just farms. It's, right. Yeah. It's yeah. It's it's kind of sad as it is, and that's that's been created, a, you know, over the years, slowly but surely. Do, do you think this, say, European Super League, but a Super League? Why why couldn't it be expanded to include American teams, U.S. teams? If it's just about money, right? Mm. You have a team in oh, Boston, Manchester, that, a couple in London, New York, hey, Chicago. Where, where does this end? Liverpool, man, you're owned by Americans. Do you think they? You don't think they've had that little discussion? For sure. There's no reason with, with you playing once a week, right? There's no reason why you can't do it. The Wolfpack proved you can do it. Right. Or or right. they make up with a no thing money. where they go, three of the games during the season will be played, you know, in Tokyo and New yeah, York. Precisely. And it's going to happen. I think, honestly, we're, we're, we're being a dead horse here because I think it's going to happen at some point. It may not be this current proposal, but it's going to happen because money always wins out, doesn't it? 
But they've been saying, for instance, Glasgow Rangers and Celtic will be joining the Premier League for years and years now. And I think both owners of those teams would like to join the Premier League. Um, would the sure. fans like that? Possibly. I wouldn't mind that. The Scottish. Well, those two clubs would. The two clubs. But, but would you need to fold in? United but would you need to fold the, the Scottish pyramid into the English pyramid? Well, Not just those two teams, because if you if, if they just leave and you keep Scotland, it's going to kill Scottish football. For sure, it is, and that's that's the big problem. I think that's the big argument from the Scottish Football Association is that we can't allow two of our biggest clubs not only here in Scotland but Rangers and Celtic are massive around the world you now slide them into the Premier League where they become okay they're still a very well supported club both of them but they become a mid-table team yeah at best and it takes them I think you put them in the league championship first, and made them earn earn that Premier League status. And I think there was if you tell end up with some big buyer going there, who wouldn't want a part of that? Yeah. Oh yeah, but you have yeah. Welsh teams that are playing in England. Mm-hmm. You don't have any Irish teams, mm-hmm. but you have Welsh teams. Wales is obviously connected to England. Why not have Scottish teams? Why not bring them in? Not just Rangers and Celtic, but. You have other big clubs like Hearts are up there as well. Yeah, some of the big Edinburgh teams. You know? Well, I mean, listen, as well, former are players, they not also the, worried a little bit about you start doing that, then all of a sudden FIFA goes, why is there a Wales, Scotland? Maybe. Yeah, a great, so a great Britain England. team. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's, why they don't, that's why they don't mess with the Olympics. They did in 2012. Mm-hmm. That's the only time you, the Great Britain had a team in soccer. Mm. Well, listen, England is a good left winger. And a good point. available, so. Or right winger, wherever he is nowadays. He's Ryan Giggs for years. Yeah. Uh, can I ask a question? No. All right, so I'm going to ask this question. Who is the third place team in the Scottish League? Trish At this Scott. moment? No, no. Just oh. like, because I've always Aberdeen heard of Rangers. Aberdeen or Hearts. Hibs. Aberdeen, Hearts, Hibs. Yeah. And they, they all kind of jump around, yeah. He's, that third place is always... Mm. Zip like it's a new like third yeah. three to six is always the same teams too. Uh, no, kind of. no, kind of. Yeah, I mean, kind of. Well, but St. Johnson, St. Johnson, uh, uh, Aberdeen went to Manchester United. Did his kind of mentorship at Aberdeen, where he he took them to the European finals. I think he won. Yeah, it. He won I it. Think yeah. they won it. They're yeah. a very very good team back then. So. Yeah. There was a cu- there's a couple of again. That's, uh, you were able to do it. You were able to do it back then. But Celtic have won nine on the bounce at the moment. They right. won nine league titles on the bounce. Okay. But yeah. don't don't tell me though. You two former players, right? Play for a number of clubs. There wasn't times where you sat in the room, you know, after training, chatting with the boys, thinking, "Man, I would love a trip up to Air at some <laughs> point." You know, it's too bad we didn't get that chance. Or Greenock Morton. You mean go to play there? You mean? <laughs> yeah, I played in a few. I played at Motherwell. Did you play Motherwell? Yeah, with, with the Canadian. We played Scottish uh, under twenty team. Really? And one one nil. Nice, get in. Wow. Okay, in your face, Scottish youth football. <laughs> you know what? It was interesting then because with the Scottish players, don't remember any of who they were at the time, but they uh, they were all pretty cocky. Were they really? Yeah, they're playing they're playing, yeah exactly. Yeah. But it was like, hold on a minute. And you spanked them. We're looking at you going like, and we just drew. I think with uh, yeah, we drew with West Germany a few days before. And you must have been was that, in, that was in Scotland in, in Motherwell, right? Yeah. So you must have been the tallest man in Scotland that day. <laughs> <laughs> 
not. Scotland have some big Hamishes. Oh, <laughs> they do. Hey, listen, easy what you say here. I, I can make jokes because I am part Scottish. Yeah. You guys can't. Hey, Forrest is, oh, uh, is a very Scottish. Double actually. R. Double R is a. Uh, he yeah. does some Scottish heritage, yeah, I'm sure. Wonga Scotland. Scotland. Yeah. Scotland. <laughs> yeah. Swear to God. Really? Yeah. yeah. Manchester is my. Uh, like they're from Manchester. This the where kids. don't you have like dude? Your bloodline goes. So everywhere. the, Scof- the Schofields are from some- Manchester or from Scotland? Uh, the Schofields are from Scotland. Yeah, Man- right. uh, The Gibbs are from uh, the Gibbs. Gibbs are from uh, Manchester. Gibbs. Not not related to the Bee Gees. Oh, probably. That'd look, be cool. I would have given those three. You guys. actually look I like one of the Bee Gees. I would have had sex with those three Bee Gees <laughs> just for the hell of it. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but going back but, to the Super League as well, what my, my big worry is that we're going to see more organizations like the Man City owners where we're going to see an Abu Dhabi Liverpool, an Abu Dhabi uh, Chelsea, whatever it is, a Tokyo Liverpool. So and basically what man city group what are doing man city group are trying to do and yeah that's what i really don't that's want not to see. healthy it's not healthy uh, the history is not there the yeah. culture is not there i'm not saying you can't build that to it being in the future in those countries having their leagues but i don't want to see these satellite teams from all around the world competing in a league where it's just become a, a big shit show yeah. and the fans are not interested in it and I think football will die but they don't care about the fans now and we grew up you know supporting and watching that structure of football right um, fast forward 20-30 years the kids aren't going to have been you know grown up with that type of football either they want to see the, the biggest and the best against the biggest and the best is that what they're, they're kind of pinning their hopes on that the, the new consumers moving forward are going to accept this more readily than us old fuckers Maybe. Well, I bet I think you're in the end you're gonna you're squeezing out the actual heart and soul of the game and the fans that, that created and built it, the working class. I mean, you're getting to a pit time when it's being squeezed out now. But does that make it right though? I mean, just because that's the way it's been and that's you know the game is seated in its traditions within the working class, does that mean we should sit there and stay there? Is this not progress? No. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think it's progress because what you're doing, I think, in this situation like this, is you're you're creating a situation where, yeah, the likes of Ronaldo and Messi are going to be fine and top quality players in the top 200 in the world are going to be fine, and the rest will be picking up the scraps. NBA is a bit like that. I mean, NBA is by far and away the best yeah. basketball league in the world. Yeah, yeah. But you're talking about the. 400 best basketball players in the world. Even the bad ones are good. Yeah, exactly. It's one league. Yeah. yeah. Well, if it's an inevitability, like Charm says, what's the best inevitability? That's my question. Yeah. What happens to the small clubs, well, my, the non-league you guys clubs? Play that out. If it's an inev- inevitability, shit, that's a hard word for me. Say that. Tumultuous. <laughs> as soon as there's a tough word, I always look at Deej. But play that out. If it's going to happen, what would you like to see and how would it work? Well, maybe in a weird way, it actually empowers the, the smaller clubs because you'll get this the, the, the fans of these plastic franchises, right? And the big Super Bowl cup. Right, and then beneath that, the guys that will never reach that height, they still got their their fan bases, and maybe the true sports fans start saying, "You know, what? I want to start watching that, and I'm going to start empowering Barry, the reborn Barry. I'm going to start empowering Reading, Ipswich, Colchester, 
maybe that's what happens. Yeah, maybe more, in a yeah, weird way. Actually, that, I don't know. Maybe a little bit, but I think most people that want to empower those people is because they see that there's that there's the pie in the sky, like. Wimbledon, for instance, going through the divisions to get to the top flight. Like, yeah, and you, that's you never can, a possibility. You can do it, yeah. yeah. I mean, it becomes more and harder now because the if you haven't got money even in the championship. Yeah, that's still a rich league. It, yeah. They're paying. They're, yeah, clubs are losing money to try to get in the Premier League. I think it will yeah. drive more fans to the championship and maybe to maybe the smaller teams because, as you said, the real blue collar fan who wants to support his local community club will not be interested in the Rasmataz. They don't want to be mm. paying 20 bucks for a pint. They don't want to be going through the turnstiles in this lavish new stadium yeah. looking at the floodlights and the decor. They want to Actually, to be football. fair, I mean, Toronto SC tickets aren't exactly cheap anymore. They started off out of the mm-hmm. gates. You could buy a box for 10 grand. Yeah, you're right. You know, it's crept up. Yeah. Yeah, football. How much, is it, how much is the ticket now? I don't know. What is a what is an average yeah, season you ticket? Can, you can buy. I don't know about season tickets, but you can buy a game day ticket from anywhere from twenty five dollars to like eighty to a hundred. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And there's various places yeah. you can sit as well. It's still not bad, but if you got a family of four, you're still going <laughs> well and parking and eating and only shit. Now it's five hundred bucks. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's up <laughs> quite easily. Actually. We'll go to the Toronto Rock game. Okay, yeah. you sneak, what you do is you sneak pies in, you sneak Amsterdam's in, and you get Deitch to at the end of the game to DJ. ask people. Yeah, ask <laughs> and get the people to open the bar. Yeah. Well, maybe this whole uh, you know COVID is showing people that they don't need to go to games anymore. They can just watch them on TV. We could have these well, empty you stadiums. Well, there is you know, that, just the generation now. When you look at social media, everybody's on their freaking phones. All the time. Even in the stands, you see it, right? It yeah. Do you see that social it. dilemma yet? Not yet, but it's on the list. Is, it, is, it, is it really sobering? Yeah, it is. I mean, you, you understand. You already get most of it because you, you, you obviously understand social media. But to the point where how it everything has worked to the human brain to, to keep you on there for as long as you possibly can. And they know what you like because they... They even see what you pause. And so on Twitter, you can you pause, you look at stuff. So they're, they're going to constantly, when you're refreshing, they're going to keep feeding you stuff that interests you. Yeah. And the computers figure it out. They're customizing your life, you, basically. YouTube's right? the same. Like one guy, uh, who is it, uh, was talking about on the podcast uh, about just putting in puppies on top of YouTube. Well, all you're going to get is puppy shit coming up every time <laughs> you go on YouTube, right? Mm-hmm. So it feeds you whatever you want. And it's clever, but it's also very scary. Yeah, of course it is. Because before, you know, so these kids now, and I find myself sometimes too, not actually like an ADD. Like I used to sit there, I could watch a football game, and now it's like, no, no, I can just check out the highlights. Or oh, yeah. oh, by the way, there was a goal a minute ago. I'll see that. Yeah, so, why would I waste two hours? So I can just. So that's that's the key thing you're speaking about. In twenty years' time, where is our game going to be? Not only the game itself, but the outside of the game the media the the, the whole package and mm. what Craig is saying there is, is exactly right the the younger generation this is my kids included they don't want to watch a whole game anymore so you're speaking about putting these giants of Liverpool against the giants of Manchester United t- together you're paying these players in both squads extreme amounts of money 
But at the end of the day, the generation that we're starting to develop, these younger generation, even kids that I work with at TFC, I asked them about, did you watch the game yesterday? Did you see this part? They're like, no, 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 we're going to watch the highlights later on. They're only interested in seeing the wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, on to the next thing. Yeah. And that's crucial to me in yeah. what's going to be delivered by the media sources and mm-hmm. us in the media. Because everything is a soundbite anyway. Social media, you, it's it, it clips, clips, yeah. quick. They don't want for topic to topic to topic. Dating. They want the orgasm. They just want, hey, <laughs> I've got two minutes. Before I well, that's never on. changed. No, sports porn. Sports porn. That's the new... Series out by Footy Prime Sports Porn. <laughs> well, it's a bit like you know, porn. You just fast forward to the end anyway, right? What? <laughs> <laughs> That's why Tony's making pies. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I wonder what the over under is for the time. By the time you finish arms and you turn your computer off, <laughs> like what is the over under on? Like I bet you they have that. Well, they wouldn't have that exact statistic because they wouldn't know. But exactly at home, but oh, I'd say less than thirty seconds. I hope oh. it's never made public. Oh, we're being we're being waved at out here by the door there, uh, Dan, producer Dan. Yeah, Eggplant oh. Studios, picture and sound. Uh, obviously, we've ousted our welcome. And uh, yeah, someone is we might be being evicted. What's happening here? Just to. Dan Wong leaves the room. Looks concerned. What? Who parked down the middle? Oh, I did. All right. Sorry. No, not down oh. the middle. Was the other Audi. <laughs> so let's just refresh. Oh. Let, let the audience understand what's happened here. So, so some poor bugger was waving feverishly through the door for our attention, and it turns out some arsehole driving an Audi. Surprise, surprise! There um, has blocked someone in the parking lot. But, but it might be mine. No, it's not yours. You're parked in the slot in, in the in the oh, space. Where are you parked in front? Right down the middle. Oh, right down. The He's blocking everyone. Oh. This is a freak. No, there's no. There was no. Who, well, there's roads outside. Who does that? I think I'm parking my car around this. Who does that? I live around here. I live around here. Yeah, see, that's exactly. the old that's the old footballer new. Yeah, you would have just pulled your fucking Audi right up and just wherever you wanted at the football ground outside the front glass door. Did you like a nice car when you were when you were playing? I wasn't. No, I wasn't extravagant. I liked a nice motor, but I wasn't flashy. No. You, weren't, you weren't a Lambo guy, but no. an Audi or a BMW, yeah, that kind of deal. I took a leaf out of Frankie Alvesburg. He had two cars, I think, in twenty years. Because what's one you used to drive back and forth? Some shitbox, wasn't it? Oh, that was a club car, the Ford Mondeo. <laughs> Ford Mondeo. Right. Yeah, that was it's a nice minicab car. Gutless. <laughs> I got hit on the motorway with that. What was your first decent motor you bought? You know, it was a long time because I really couldn't give two craps yeah, about it. I had a, like one of my f- cars I had for a long time was a beige Volkswagen 1.1 liter golf plane Polo. Golf. Golf. I think. You know, no, it might have been a polo. <laughs> it was as basic as it got. But might, but, okay. Like no color. Beige. So, <laughs> <laughs> and then somebody ran over that on the street. Some, over it. Oh, yeah. Of course, some nutcase, you right? You found footprints on it, right? Yeah, and then an aspirant on the bonnet because he <laughs> did the old Jimmy Fly snook and just boom. <laughs> That's a lot of damage to a car. Holy I shit. I can imagine. But not if it's a. First nice one, I bought a Mercedes E Class convertible. Nice. I don't know why. Probably the missus made you do it. Uh, no. It waste of money ever. What was your first, not, not, like, decent motor? First nice one. Basically German. My second one, which was uh, Ferrari Enzo. A Ferrari? You a Ferrari? What do you mean you weren't flash? Yeah, I'm only you up. Uh, <laughs> I wish that was true. <laughs> I wish that was true. Yeah. No, it was a Golf GTI. <laughs> I love my Golf yeah. GTI. 
No, I mean, I, I've got a golf now. I love golf. But yeah. what's your first like proper motor? Frank had the face. Uh, I'll tell you what Frank had when I first got there in '84. He had a uh, Austin Marina. Austin Marina coupe. Ooh, coupe. My granddad had an Austin Marina. Yeah. I can actually. I remember. I remember now. Frank's so buddies weird. came over from Vancouver, and we picked them up. They got the train. They got out of this hotel. We picked them up at the hotel. We walk in to get them or whatever. We come back out, and they're like, "Holy shit!" And there's a beautiful Jag, and this Austin Marina, which also had just been hit a few weeks before. So the passenger's <laughs> sore door didn't open. <laughs> and Randy and Frank, or Randy and uh, Grant from Vancouver, they're like, "Holy shit, Frank! Professional footballer." Doing all right, are you? He said, no, no, that Jags, that's not mine. <laughs> in this one. And by the way, you can't get in the passenger. you got to crawl over. <laughs> you got to jump through the window. Is that yeah. the same as in Morris Marina? Yeah, yeah, Morris same sort Marina. of thing, yeah. Yeah. Morris Miners. Yeah. Morris Miners. But didn't Morris, yeah, I don't know. Morris was Hang a on. make, right? Was, yeah. was it? I don't know if they ended up joining or bodied by each other, but what an awful car. <laughs> Talking about cars, though, like we've got so many stories about cars. But my um, my experience when I went to Italy was was amazing because I'm a young boy just signed for for Sampdoria, and I've I had a nice car at Cupid, a BMW. I think it was like a three two five Sports, which was nice enough. But we moved over to Genoa, me and me and my missus, and we're settling in for two or three weeks. So I said, all right, well, I got I got to buy a car just to get around. So went to a local dealership we have a team manager there who looks after everyone so he said oh, I'll sort you out what do you want I said I just want a, like a run around because we live in the city close to the beach nothing too too fancy so yeah we go to the Fiat dealership we get a little Fiat Cinquecento nice for us a convert could you fit in it well just, convertible yeah it's fine it was <laughs> fine over the windshield <laughs> I think it was Cinquecento or Uno it was one of them anyway I think it was a Uno actually yeah it was a Uno which is a bit bigger convertible so we're driving around having fun with it first day i turn up for training so i'm going into the training ground through the car park and i go holy shit this is my first day at training so i've gone around the bend to go to the main car park there's fucking ferraris lambos mercs bentleys and like there's a there's a steward in the car park and he's he's Come, send me to come closer. Then he's asked me to wind down the window. He's going, yeah. and he's wind down the window. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah window. <laughs> <laughs> and he's basically telling me, he's saying, get that shit piece of fucking crap out of here. Nowhere near these other cars. <laughs> the media passes around the back. And so I'm telling him, no, I'm a new player. I'm a new player. He says, you're a new player. I said, yeah, yeah, I'm a new player. I just signed from like a team in England. He's going, oh, I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry. If you want to park the car, you can park it anywhere yeah. you want as a player. Got home that night. I said to the missus, we got to get rid of that fucking piece of shit. <laughs> Went to the Mercedes garage the next day and picked up a CLK. And I said, okay, I feel a little bit more smoother. Yeah. There was like, th- that's a crazy thing, though. I mean, there, it was a big thing, cars. And it was like, what the fuck? Like, seriously. Were you judged? By the car you, you drove? More, more yeah. by fans. Because oh, yeah. they expect it. But now the opposite. They expect now, you, you to be you, driving a nice it, car. Ngolo Kante or someone was driving a, a, a Mini. Uh, someone like that. And, and yeah. he's kind of known for it. Kind of cool, you know? Lars okay. Hirschfeld used to drive an old beat-up bug. But Lars was a Canadian international, so no wonder. Well, yeah, I mean, he was playing at Luton and... No, he was at Tottenham for a while. But, but it, a, I think you almost gain credibility at this point when you get a shit car. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. Because everyone's got a freaking... Beamer, yeah, or Merc, 
right? My, now my, you pull up in your freaking Morris car. mind. They're like, ah, oh, a boy, he's got some <laughs> yeah, credibility, right? It's true. Yeah. There's so, plenty of people with a path that way. When I had my beige VW, where like, beige is a terrible oh, color. Yeah. It, it seriously horrible. was. My granddad had a beige car. It's fucking horrible. Yeah, <laughs> it was. So going back to the the Sampdoria team, so uh, Veron was in the team at the time. One Veron, amazing player. Wow. He had exactly the same Ferrari in navy blue <laughs> and in silver. Exactly the same. Both of them, and he drive them alternate days. Then he had a Volvo estate station wagon, which was specifically for his two Great Dane dogs <laughs> that he would just use to take to the beach to give them for a run. So he had three cars: wow. single guy living by himself, two Ferraris, exactly the same, no difference in like sporting like gears, whatever it was, silver and blue, and a Volvo station wagon. Wasn't it Jermaine Pennant? I think he played a Sampdoria. He went, no, yeah, where was he again? Remember. And he uh, had a Porsche, I think it was, or a Ferrari, he and he just left it there, yeah, in, yeah. in the parking lot. And then they called <laughs> him like months Spain. later saying, uh, so uh, Jermaine, like, um, we, we found your car. What do you mean you found a car? Was it stolen? No. I just left it there. Yeah. It's a Porsche he or a Ferrari or something. Out, yeah, and he just left it Jesus. there. A lot so, of guys did that as well. They leased cars, and when they mm-hmm. left... I have a country, we had foreign players galore that used to do that. My old club car that ended up, Dicanio ended up driving that. <laughs> Did he? Had a big dent in the back because I got hit on a M25 by a that was your Monday, huh? Dutch driver. Yeah, spun yeah. me right around. I was like just doing donuts on the... What kind Jesus. of car was it? Mondeo. Ford Mondeo. So, is it that an expensive European Ford or something? Oh, Christ, no. no. Oh. <laughs> it's like a Cavalier. It's not like no. a bigger mini Cavalier, cab, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. And this guy, I could see him... Because, I mean, as it worked out and knew he was Dutch, because after we stopped on the side of the road, after he knew he killed me, he's on the other side of the road, right? And he didn't see me, obviously. Started changing lanes, and I halfway past him, I could see him in the corner of my eye. Hit the gas, you know, to, this is when you need a little poke on your car where it right. helps, right? Hit it, and it was like delay, like a hair dryer. Yeah. Too late. Clips my back and hits me hard enough to put a big dent in it, just spinning me around. I was going to the Swallow where all West meet West Ham. Anyway, so DeCanio ends up with it. And when he left, he was all pissed off this one time. He drove it to Heathrow, parked in front of Heathrow? Terminal 3, <laughs> got out, Jeez. and flew to, flew to Italy. Just left it there. Yeah, so the club's going to, hey, uh, we got, we, we've, Jesus. yeah, exactly. And we're, we've tracked this car and it's West Ham, it's your car. Well, wow. It's sitting, where is it? It's sitting in front of Heathrow Terminal 3. <laughs> What's the obligation to with a club car? I mean, do you have to drive it? I mean, are you just encouraged to drive it? Because every big oh, no. club has a club yeah. car for everyone, right? We had, no. We had some good sponsors. No, cars. not everybody had a club no? car. Oh, no? No. Yeah, not every club, but... but they didn't make I didn't clubs. always have a club car. It was just good because it was... We were me and Richard Hall were living in Ipswich, so it was 66 so miles of training. Miles, yeah. 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 Just put it on the club car, right? Yeah, I guess so. And would they pay for gas, too? No. 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 You were in charge of gas and insurance. Yeah. What's the shittiest club car you heard of? What what, what club? What car was it when all the players were off? Yeah, that was probably it. The Mondeo. <laughs> the Canyon in a Ford Mondeo, right? I mean, okay, I can see you in a Ford Mondeo. With respect. How about the Canio? Suave, Italian, yeah. like in a suit. Oh, yeah. With Tight a dance. Candy apple red. <laughs> it but, is fucking God. But you Candy know what? Cars, cars are like the... The, the laugh of all training grounds and clubs as well and like there's certain clubs I know that that at Christmas time if you're voted the worst player by the group I, I think it was Manuel Liverpool you had to drive the 
only falls in the horse's car. No, the Reliant Robin. The, week, the Reliant Robin. Nice, three-wheeler. They wheeler. actually bought it. <laughs> that. <laughs> and you had to drive it around for the week over Christmas, that That's little three-wheeler. But then there was so much other stuff that. in the training ground. Like, if someone had a shitty car, he would get absolutely pelted. But <laughs> there'd be times, like, we'd go out and put a sticker on the back of his car saying honk if you love Man United or honk if you think I'm sexy uh, <laughs> loads of different shit going on that they didn't notice and the cars were the wrath of a lot of head coaches because they thought these guys big time Charlie's like rolling around they haven't even played yeah. two games in the first yeah. Yeah. They're getting they and you always got the old guy telling everybody like Save your money. Keep your money. Don't waste right? your money. No chance. You I'm single. Yeah. I need some yeah. good wheels. And They're right, yeah. though. They're yeah. right. No, of course they are. Well, it's a short career. Well, I, I, I need it's to different interrupt. if you're making millions every year, and you, that's going to take you yeah. to... Enjoy it while you, you know. can, right? I guess. Well, and it, it is, yeah, to a certain point, but... Yeah. But be smart Look after it. yourself, yeah. So many guys don't, right? And don't. It wasn't Gaza. I think Gaza's trick was he'd put a, a big fish under the seat of someone's car. He'd do it frequently. Yeah, and, and it rots. Or it was in the, in the yeah. tailpipe. I yeah. forget now. Have you? He, he didn't know. He, he shot the back window of Steve Sedgley, you know Steve Sedgley, with a shotgun. <laughs> driving out of the parking lot. He was lot. driving? Mm-hmm. What the Well, because Steve Sedgley, a wind-up merchant, different cat. And he's he's winding him up, because he would take his gun and shoot pigeons in White Hart Lane. Gaza would. Mm-hmm. I thought Gaza liked pigeons. Didn't he fly pigeons? No, shooting something. It wouldn't surprise me. So anyway, he winded him up that he would shoot shoot him if he was. So he kept saying, "Nah, you won't. No, you won't." Said he said he was he was actually driving out and he was like like laying down on the front because he thought he might, and all of a sudden, boom! Like <laughs> <Jesus laughs> Wow. So, uh, you know how I had to go move that car for Craig? Was it my car? Yeah, it was your car that you parked right down the middle. No. No, that was Danny's. It's my car. That was your car. Yes. Danny, there was a spot right there on the right. Well, that's what I said. I go, go, maybe it was mine. He goes, no, no, it was parked right down. I went, because I thought it was parked in the middle. My bad. I didn't see that spot. It finished. This is very drunk right now. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't see that spot. Yeah. And then I needed to comment. Dutch drivers are the worst drivers. That's from an Asian guy. (laughs) From an Asian guy. He's been waiting about 10 minutes for that line. The crazy thing is I got all the information, handed over to the club, and the club didn't give a shit, and they never had it fixed. Yeah, of course they wouldn't. (laughs) They'd probably give it it to the next guy they signed. Yeah. Remember Hall, Richard Hall was driving one day, and we were going to be late for training. It's one thing if you left away, but it was like you have to make sure you can't be late for training. And 66 miles is a long way to go. Yeah, we, I, would, I would have never done it again. In fact, if I was a manager of a club, I'd be like, you have to live within a half an hour. Because <clears throat> it was... T- I used to drive from London to Birmingham in the morning. Oh, yeah, I know. I, I don't understand. Because like, yeah. training and getting out of car after being in a car, driving and intense and do whatever, and then getting and just, I felt I felt I couldn't get the trip out of my life. It was just too much driving. As you get, it gave old, you as you get older, for sure. Well, I put my cell phone between my legs for all those years, you wonder, too. right? Yeah. yeah. You do wonder. Five years between my legs. And those old bricks of cell phones. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. Jesus. Yes, sir. Never know. Sobering. I wouldn't recommend putting your cell phone by your balls, <laughs> <laughs> even if it didn't have an effect on it. But can't be good. Well, yeah, Radio it's waves. It's, it's not increasing time. the old flow, that's for sure. No. Right? It's not helping it. No, can't. <laughs> well, if the podcast had a company car, what would it be? A car? Yeah. If we had a pod car. A pod car? 
What kind of car would we have? Oh, it'd be one of those little shitty ones, second hand. Rent, rental ones you can. Be like one of those smart cars that yeah, all the smart cars. Five of us could get in. <laughs> we look like clowns. <laughs> drunk. Yeah. <laughs> Don't mock me. Guys? It's the only one I can afford. <laughs> Big forty prime sign on the yeah on the right. side yeah on the side. Be electric, I think, because we're you know yeah we're forward thinking forward yeah, thinking Prius. people. One of those Priuses. Nah, get a Tesla. Oh jeez, they were pretty good. Those Prius, they, those are the cabs in Vancouver. Yeah, all of them, right? Yeah. And I always ask them, how do you like them? And they say they're magnificent things. Don't you think that our, our next, I mean, my, my next car will be electric, I'm sure of it. I'm still about three years away, but I bet you it'll be electric. I just don't want to support that. Like, I like the Tesla or whatever, but I don't like that guy. Elon Musk, you better support him because he's going to take over the world. And if you don't like him, he will oh, kill yeah. you. Everybody's going to be making 10 bucks an hour. There'll be those neural links in your head. Yeah. You know, and they know what you're yeah. thinking. With your pet pig, the pet. bionic pig that he put a... Oh, really? Was it a pig? Was it? Was it a pig? Neuralink. So now we know what the pig's thinking? Well, (laughs) you can tell the pig to do shit, so. Can you? Yeah. That's kind of cool. Fuck that tree, pig. (laughs) Really? Goes and fucks a tree. I want to put a Neuralink on Wonga. Hey, Wonga. Cook some pie. Go fuck that door. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck a door. Move my car. Yeah. (laughs) My question, okay, for electric cars, because I've had this argument with, with a few people now, is... They're talking about spending whatever it is on a Tesla. Was it 150 grand? That's less than that. You can get a much cheaper. Model. You get like 40 grand, you can get one. No, Jerry got one for Jerry would have never spent that. He's got one? Yeah, he's got one of the smaller models. I haven't seen the smaller ones, but mm-hmm. 150 grand, right? And the, the argument is from these Tesla people is that they're saving on gas. And my argument is how are you saving on gas when you're spending 150 grand on a car? You're plugging it into your electricity power circuit overnight. Beautiful car, don't get me wrong. But if you do the calculations of what you're saving per month on gas, you'd have to have that car for at least 30 years before. Yeah, but you're talking about the expensive one. So like Jerry's, for instance, at 30, 40 grand. 37, 990 American. So what, the Tesla? The new one. The Base Tesla model. model 3. Is yeah. That's not out yet, Tesla. is it? But yeah, yeah no, you can't get cheap ones. So you can't get cheap yeah. Teslas. You can get, but yeah. just came you can out. Thirty-eight grand. The, the, you spend so. more and more and more. Yeah. And really 50. fun cars. Yeah. That's not bad. No, so so Jerry's, yeah, absolutely big savings on fuel, blah blah blah. But I think the big question about these cars are the batteries. Where do they end up? Yes, yeah. that was the yeah. yeah. A batteries are big. I mean, issue. How long do they last? Those batteries? Well, they last you know? a long time, but they're they're big and and also, also and the, the, the plastics within the car and the paint, the lacquer, everything. Right, it's all oil based still. So it's not perfect. No, it's but it's. I think a step forward, at least. It's not perfect. Yeah. But you're still better off from an environmental standpoint to get one of them than a 100% Audi yeah, environmentally. We, well, we can't be, I understand. Yeah, we can't be pumping this shit into the atmosphere mm-hmm. at the levels we are. So, hey, listen, we're not there yet. I'm just saying. <clears throat> okay, I think our pod car would be one of those scooters then. All five of us jump on <laughs> one of those little scooters. Frank's got one of them. them. I love those. He killed himself in it at least three times. What's the, what's the, the uh, legalities around those? Can you ride them... And on a road, on a sidewalk, what's the deal? On a bike lane? Uh, like bikes. A little bit of both, but um, when we were in San Diego last year with the team, someone actually um, got killed on the pavement, coming off the pavement, and I think it was a bus transit went into them. Because in San Diego, they're like the, the bikes we have here. The, Bixi, the rentals. The Bixis, the rentals. Yeah, they're, So they're everywhere. Yeah. They're left on corners. That's right. You basically just have to swipe. Oh, yeah. And Jump you, in there. And away you go. But uh, they've had big problems with a lot of accidents there, and I think in a couple of other 
cities like San Fran, Seattle. LA, same thing. LA as well. Yeah. Everyone's driving around with them because they're cost effective. You don't have to have a car, insurance, you don't have to pay for parking. You can leave it wherever you've uh, dropped off. Right. There's like a plenty. bumper car, though. It's just dangerous. They're, they're pr- they go pretty right. quick as well. Like Franco's right. one goes quick. Yeah. Well, well, the other thing is, you, I always thought, you know, you, you go to gym class and you see the kid who's 14, 15, who can't catch a ball and, you know, running into walls and tripping over his feet. Okay, and, I get the idea. Okay, yeah, Jesus. And then, you talking about Dunlop? And then, and, then, yeah, and then Duddy comes up and he drives a car. I'm like, you're trusting that guy in a four-ton machine or two-ton machine? That's, that's why. why I, put him on a scooter first, that. right? And hopefully they die. Dude, I'm just saying. <laughs> that's why when you're on the road, you got to be defensive because you got to be knowing that those guys are out there. Defensive driving. Right way uh, driving school. What claims <laughs> more lives each year? Um, electric... Scooters or COVID? That's what the internet's for. COVID. You think so? What do you mean you think so? I know. This, Hold on. What do you think? There's 220,000 people dying on scooters Possibly. in the States? <laughs> it was quite possible. Is it, is it COVID or COVID-related deaths? Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Got eaten by a shark, but he had COVID. Mm, COVID. Yeah, that's, yeah. COVID death. Yeah. Conspiracy yep. Let's chalk that one up, shall we? Buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Conspiracy theory. Oh, man. I could go on a long time with that shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Gonna- hey, Charms, I want your opinion on Virgil van Dyke. <laughs> yes. Oh, thanks, Craig. <laughs> it's really bad news. Is it's it? bad news for Liverpool. For how it long? Is. How long is he out for? Well, I reckon he'll be back this year, but at the very end, because it's Virgil van Dyke, he's a machine. But it should have been a freaking retroactive punishment, shouldn't it? I know I'm, I'm a biased red, but that was so reckless by Jordan Pickford, was it not? Mm-hmm. You're a goalkeeper. Like I'm not saying he did it on purpose, but that should have been something retroactive, surely. It's, yeah, something. Well, yeah. Nasty. What, what was? What's the injury? It's his knee. Is it COVID um, related? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it may be. And the answer High profile victim could be. The answer is 29. 29 deaths? People who've died on e-bikes or e-scooters. Okay, but how many people died of COVID who also were in hospital because of an injury sustained while riding a scooter? <laughs> Conspiracy <laughs> theory <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but going back to the Van Dyke thing, yes, it was a very bad challenge. More alarming was the referee did not know the rules about... He had the possibility to go back, look at it, and send Pickford or give him a yellow card for his reckless challenge. He just kind of fobbed it off and went, uh, we've played on, can't really go back to it and look at it, let's go on. Yeah. Which was Come alarming on. for me because now he's been suspended for a, a couple of games and he's the fourth official in the Man City game this weekend. So the referee gets suspended, the, the instigator gets nothing. Nothing, no. It's ridiculous. VAR has been a mess. No fans. Yeah. Virgil's hurt. The thing is, we don't discuss often the, the, the good parts of VAR when it does succeed, right? And we kind of... Well, I'm still the, a fan the, the of money. it. I think it's, just, it's just the way yeah. they're, they're, they're using it, yeah. I know. Money, I, I, mean, really, I really... I like the fact that it's always going to be there for that. You don't see the blatant, like, flopping in the box now no, as you much don't. as you do. You're right. You it's I think it's... But the, okay, as an example, the money goal, you know, it happens every week to different teams, right? But when, when the human eye can't tell the difference, the rule's the rule, right? I, I don't blame VAR for that. Off it's it's off. the rule, right? But, I mean, it, it's just absurd that that wasn't given to the attacking player. We want goals in this game, well, do we Well, that's not? where we talked about the changing of the rule. If yeah. You can't see daylight between them? Right. They're there wrong. you go. 
I know that was that was astonishing to me because any scoring party, any scoring part of your body that is if it's level, it was it was shown in slow motion. Then it was stopped, freeze framed. The line was actually drawn, and they couldn't separate anything. So give it to the and attacking the player. I don't care what team you're on. Offside, I, I don't like, care what team you're on. Give it to the attacking player in that case. But right? a good game. But I mean, I mean at the end of the day, though, offside's got to be. It's either off or it's, yeah. No, it's, it's, a, no it's a black and white issue, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah no, but for sure. Mm-hmm. But a good game. Everton. Calvert Lewin scoring again. Boy, your really, boy, eh? Yeah, he's doing really, he's doing really great. Well. So he should have put a punt on him for like top. Should have done golden boot. You might. I think he's going to hit a little dry spell, which is normal for a young young striker. Well, if he keeps going to this level, he's. But the key thing be is a Real that Madrid he's, next year. <laughs> he's being supplied with ammunition with yes. James Rodriguez. You said that before. If you give him some service, what smart signings by Everton? Eh? Alan's been fantastic. Yeah, really just like just him. doing the dirty work in the midfield, right? And he's freeing up the Hamases of the world. And it's just I guess, I'm glad um, to see uh, Hamas doing well. I, yeah. I wasn't sure, you know. He was yeah. the, the biggest name in the world coming out of that World Cup, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. Who's going to get him? It's yeah, marketable, good-looking guy, good player, Perfect. skillful. He had everything. He was good, yeah. What do you think's wrong with Liverpool at the moment, Sean? Well, they won today. Beat Ajax. I know, but they're still not ticking along. I, I know it's know. still early doors, and don't get me wrong. It takes time to get into a rhythm of things, but they're not They're not clicking on all cylinders at this moment. So. One seven two loss doesn't... Caused me too many concerns. <laughs> it's just one seven two loss. That was amazing. Scrape through. Is that not the craziest result you've maybe ever seen in the Premier League? Just I'm a simply champion? because it's a champion, this unbeatable team against a team that struggled last year, a promotion club last year, not to win, but seven two. Yeah, it was. It was. I was laughing. They were lucky to was crying, get away with seven two. Yeah, could be much more. <laughs> and we were laughing at the Man United Spurs game. Earlier on. An hour before, six-one. Yeah. 6-1. yeah. What the hell's going on? We know. In the I got, I got yeah. great. Um, so Oliver K writes for the Athletic. He's fantastic, and he wrote. Um, bear with me here. Just about this season so far, right? So the average um, goals per game right now is th- about three point seven, which is a goal more than ever, ever before, right? He goes. Uh, so, so I, mean, I need longer arms. Jesus. What we've witnessed so far in the Premier League has felt like anarchy. It's Aston Villa thrashing Liverpool seven two on the same day that Spurs won six one at United. It's Chelsea fighting back from three nil down to draw three three at West Brom, and then fritting away a two nil lead to draw three three at home to Southampton. It's Leicester winning five two at Man City. It's newly promoted Leeds United playing without fear, where they're losing four three at Liverpool, beating Fulham by the same scoreline or earning. Pet Guardiola's praise with a frenetic 1-1 draw against City. It's West Ham United beating Wolves 4-0. Leicester City 3 and then coming back from 3-0 down to draw 3-3 away to Spurs. Thanks to Manuel Lanzini's spectacular stoppage time equalizers. Like, these are ridiculous games and scores. And the season just started. It just started. Is it because of no sh- no, no preseason, conditioning? The, 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 the uh, league championship, right? Goals are down a goal a game in that league, so which suggests that maybe it's not about no preseason. What maybe, is the reason? Maybe for this? we're just too too small a sample size, perhaps. So that's a Pep Guardiola. Pep says it's just it will it will settle up, settle yeah, down eventually. Will. I don't think we'll see this in the end of the year. It'll be it'll it'll come back down. I think so. You think you'll see a weird winner? This year? I mean, I hope not. Actually, I love all this oh, shite it, defending. It's super. <laughs> There was an interesting quote actually from Jason Cundy on TalkSport. I was listening to him and he was saying... Fellow one nut. Yeah, fellow one nut. Chelsea, Ooh. ex-Chelsea guy as well. Is that a group at the team? Fellow yeah. Guy. yeah. A union. union. <laughs> it's the one nut union. He had, he had uh, he lost his nut when he was yeah. at Ipswich. Yeah. Something about Ipswich. Must be. Yeah. Good guy, but he was, he, he was talking about how... 
Do you think there's any comparison to there being no fans in the stadium so players feel they can be a little bit more creative and try things and maybe not hold back as much as if fans were in there where they're getting booed or kind of whistled on every move that they make and I was actually thinking well that's true but then why is the championship under that's the argument that's the argument it wasn't there, and then there's the results when Germany came back as one of the earlier leagues. So many away teams were they, winning. They were winning, but then that kind of settled down too. Yeah. So again, a sample size. I'm not sure. Um, we'll see if if it was if you, say for instance for two years there was no fans, and you took that two years, and all of a sudden this changed or you know, either size. side of it, there'd be something there. Maybe in the Premier League, the uh, the attackers are fitting more free, and the defenders are needing the fan support. Yeah. Whereas in the Champions League, Champions League, Champions League Championship is the opposite. I don't know, but I mean, as former players, if there were no fans in the stands, obviously a lot of guys are driven by the fan. We know that, but yeah. there's less pressure, regardless. Yeah, there's less pressure. Yeah, but I think the best footballing teams, regardless of the fans or not, still going to end up being. Yeah. Same, you know, you think so? But over the course of 38 games. Yeah. You don't think there's going to be a chance that um, uh, someone outside the big... Well, I think there's a chance, but I think that's because Wolves have spent wisely and played really well over the last few years. Leicester are now doing really good things again. Look at Villa. Everton. Villa's playing fearless, but we got that from Sheffield United last year, too. You get that that Mm -hmm. adrenaline when you get promoted to the Premier League and that carries you for a long time. But Villa made some really smart you, signings you too. Hit the wall. You know what's crazy? We, we had our on one soccer our prediction show. I remember, and I hate doing those shows before the window closes. And I had West Ham and Villa and I think Fulham going down right before they made any kind of moves in the window. And that's like, oh shit, they're missing great moves. Yeah. And now there's no chance two of those teams are going down. One of them is still Fulham, but it's it's so difficult, right? But you look at that Villa, what they've done, the, the players they've brought in, and Ross Barkley, what a great signing. He's going to be the big fish now. Alongside Jack Grealish, yeah, and some guys need that, right? I think. Whereas at Chelsea, yeah, well, just uh, fit different teams yeah. and different. Yeah, they brought in a goal scorer as well, Ollie Watkins from Brentford, who's banged goals are plenty in the Championship, so he'll score goals. Um, the key thing, as you said, there is is Ross Barkley. So having Jack Grealish in the team, who's a, a very talented young player, um, a lot of weight has been taken off his shoulders. Not only to produce when he's on the ball but a lot of defensive pressure has been taken off of Jack Grealish as well because teams know that it's not just Jack Grealish that that Villa are going to play through now Mm -hmm. you have to worry about two or three other players where before Mm -hmm. it was most of Villa's success comes through Grealish when he's driving with the ball he's dribbling and sometimes like a few years ago when he was in the Premier League he just got so frustrated that he was running up his own arse in the end but now you include Ross Barkley who's another point where Villa can play through but he can create he can score goals he scored a wonderful guy at the weekend Mm. and then you've got a boy up top who's willing to run to work hard and he gets on the end of things to finish yeah, yeah. Grealish has really built his game, though. I mean, the last few years, holy cow, just the maturity of the kid in it. What do you think about him as, as a guy that's still at Aston Villa, signed the new contract? I like he, it. he could have forced a move, right? If he chose to. Sure. I think it's great. It's so refreshing. Yeah. He's getting paid it? well. He is. But he could have still, yeah. you know, I want to be a, with a winning team. I want to go to Manchester United and, you know, he could have done that. He could have forced it. Yeah. 
chose not to. I mean, he's a lo- he's a local boy as well. He's a Villa supporter, so yeah. maybe the family has something to do with it. I know mm-hmm. he gets on very well with Smith, the head coach, who's a Villa fan as well. So maybe that's... He probably said to him, listen, if we get relegated... Yeah. We'll let you go. There's a clause in your contract. You're yeah. going to be able to... Even next you're year, gonna even, go. right? Give us one more year. We even. can't keep you. But I mean, he, he could have left, though, when they went down. He could have left. Mm-hmm. Right, to a pretty, he had a good enough year in the Premier League mm-hmm. last year. He could have moved. Yeah. He stuck with them. Yeah, I like that. And there's a lot to be said for a guy that's from that area, whose family's from that area, who stays and shows loyalty. He's going to be the golden boy in that city forever. Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, I mean, it shows loyalty to him too, but he, he's going to get rewarded for it, that club, if they're successful. And obviously now he's going to get rewarded. And if they get relegated, he'll he'll be on his way. You should have stayed with QPR, Deitch. <laughs> Maybe. I wouldn't I wouldn't say he's the golden boy of that city, though, because I would say 60 to 70% of that city hate well, him. Well, the, uh, the Claret and Blue half. Yeah. Birmingham's a very big city. It's the second biggest city in England. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the Birmingham fans do not like Jack Grealish. No. Ever since that guy ran on the pitch and punched him in the face. <laughs> That's right. In the derby. But uh, no, he's. I agree with Craig. He's come on leaps and bounds. I still don't think that he is as dominant or as good as what a lot of people are hyping him up to be. Um, he's been right now, though. He's been pretty close to that guy. I mean, he had a great game against Liverpool. But Should he start for England? No. Southgate doesn't think so. Yeah, I still think he's a player that needs to be more consistent over a longer period mm-hmm. um, but he's a, he's another look that we've got with the England team we've got a lovely kind of culmination of, of midfielders coming through Mason Mount uh, Barkley Grealish uh, you've got, you got so many the, the boy uh, um, Calvin uh, Davis at Leeds very good midfielder mm. There is, yeah. There's, there's some really there's good a, talent. A nice group coming through. There's no centre halves. That's a problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got Harry Maguire. Blind. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Speaking of talent, what do you think of the uh, Ozil? They left him out of the Premier League squad, eh? <sighs> there's yeah. something odd there, isn't there? I mean, no, that's just three fifty a week. Yeah. He's making. He's a luxury player. We know yeah, that. But he's he's. Which interests me. He's obviously people are upset and rightly so um, against him somewhat, but. On the other side of it, it's like the moves that Arsenal have made, the owners have made, letting people go, firing Gunnosaurus, and then he actually installed it, and he was still paying his wages, right? Yeah. Which is nice, but it's a different... I, I don't know. You know what? Does he not... I don't does blame he, him. Does he want to play or not? I don't know. I can't I, believe he doesn't. No. I, I, I always thought he was going to be miscast in the Premier League anyway, because he's such a... So such a nuanced player, right? Real Madrid, he was incre- a luxury player, right? Yeah, At Real Madrid, he was incredible. Did little things, little touches here, flicks here, right? And then he comes to the Prem, there's all action. It wasn't really designed for his type of football. And then he lost confidence or whatever it is. So I, I, th- I don't blame him at all. And he signed the contract. I mean, Christ, who would have said, no, no, yeah. I'm not going to sign that contract? Of course not. Yeah. Right? I don't well, blame the thing him. Is, everybody hammers him, and yet the owner's... He's worth five billion. Yeah, his exactly. wife's worth five billion. She's the hair of the Walmart. Like, I mean, and you fire a Gunnosaurus? Yeah, 
know. Craig's really touchy on Gunnosaurus. He Gunnosaurus. Huh? But you know what I mean? I know. The it's, bottom line is... must be me a 40,000 40, a year. The Gunnosauruses <laughs> around the world are getting screwed. They are. Let's hope... Extinct. Col- They're going extinct. They're yeah. going extinct. Let's hope Col- Colton the Bear at the Maple Leafs never gets a tint at Craig. No, because they're white affluent fans, man. It's a different market. But going back to Ozo. Gunnosaurus. <laughs> going back to Ozo, I think. Gunnosaurus. Who's breathing heavy into the mic? Who? Oh, well, I'll get to that at the Me? end of the show. Oh. I figured it out. Well, why would you do that? It would let somebody breathe on the mic all show. And <laughs> no, then no, no, no. I think that's actually, why he's got a thing there. No, no, actually, it's not. I'll get to this. Just. Finish your point. Right. We're well, over an hour right now. Good spot. Well, we've got an hour, but we, go we, ahead, we, Daddy. Going back to Ozil, right? <laughs> the writing was on the wall at Real Madrid when Jose Mourinho came in. He he actually came out last week, and there was a couple of quotes saying that he could not stand the player, that he couldn't wait to get him out of Real Madrid. Mm. Luckily, um, Arsene Wenger is a big fan of Ozil, and he, he, he thought he could mould him into the player that Arsenal was striving for. And he had some really good games at Arsenal. Let's not forget at first, that. Yeah, yeah, it but I think he really dug his grave when the chips were down with Emery last year. And there was so many bad performances from a lot, a lot of players. But when you're looking at someone like Ozil, who's on the most money, along with Obama Yang, you want those guys to step up to the plate and really, really take the team on their shoulders and deliver performances. And you just didn't see that with no. He was sick he was sick so often too, remember? Yeah. He missed games from sickness. And I think Arteta, doesn't happen, Jim, Arteta saw that from a distance. He was obviously coaching in the Premier League with with uh, Guardiola at Man City. They knew that I'm not. I, I don't know fully down if it's, it's a, a bad apple. Yeah, but just the whole situation is a bad apple. Situation surrounding it, yeah. um, and I think they've just cut the, cut, yeah. cut the loose with him. He's, like, he's with a luxury player. He's not the guy you want in a trench beside you. He's a luxury player in the right situation, the right team, in the right league. He can be brilliant, but he yeah. was never going to make it in the Premier League just because the way that the, the game is and played. I, in I also league, feel that I think he's had opportunities to go elsewhere, like. Either on loan money. or to be sold for less money. Well, I'm sure Arsenal would probably even say, "Well, listen, we'll pay half of it yeah. or whatever." Just get him out of the dressing room. So we yeah. don't know what's going <laughs> get on. Get him out of the club. We don't know what's going on behind the scenes. There's no. obviously lots that's been going on. Mm. And I think he's he's cut his own face off to spite his face, and that's it with him at Arsenal. He's not included in the Premier League squad now. He does have very strange eyes. <laughs> Lizard boy. <laughs> <laughs> As we get really Marty Feldman here, <laughs> Marty Feldman. <laughs> you know, Craig, Craig, keeping the uh, the kids there relevant here. <laughs> yeah, sorry, everybody. Marty Feldman. Look up Marty Feldman. He's a ledge for the obscure 1916 to 1973 yeah, reference. Yeah. Craig Forrest. Thank you, folks. All right, we're out of time. But listen, I will get to the heavy breathing now. First of all, I want to apologize because having. having <laughs> Danny just died, so that's my apology. Um, now, having listened back to our uh, anniversary show, I had some really bad mic technique. I did. Um, I was popping a lot, and I was breathing too much. But the uh, the ongoing saga of who is a heavy breather? It's not a breather per se. It's someone that might at times vape during the show, uh-huh. like between every. Oh. It's it's Craig Forrest doing the. Oh. oh. 
that's what it was. Well, why didn't you tell me it was well, an, an hour ago? After I, I listened, I was like, that's, what yeah, is that? That's an what, hour ago. How many of us listen to this show? <laughs> what are you talking about? So I was pressing pies one night yeah. and put on the, uh, the uh, three-hour anniversary show. Oh, that's a good show. It was a good show. It was a good night. So it's Craig. It's Craig, and it's not from breathing. It's from vaping because oh, he can't go more than you know 33 seconds without taking a draw. So I, I want an apology from Buffalo Mike. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he, he I'll apologize, I'll apologize for him. <laughs> Sorry, Deej. <laughs> Thanks, Craig. Um, All right, that's a long uh, return show. Whoever's listening still, thank you. Buffalo you, Mike and uh, me when I'm pressing pies in about a day. Are we now. live today? No, not live today. <laughs> Going to be on video all day tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy always got his, uh, his pulse, pulse yeah. to the, to the, the, the business well, here. you're saying that, it sounded like you were like, like so in the moment. That's my usual rambling uh, farewell. I have no idea how I'm going to end this show because it just keeps on going. But uh, um, Danny's moved his car. Yeah. We've had some beers. I hope so. Hope you enjoyed that. We'll come back next week, maybe Monday, maybe not. We'll figure it out. Got some fried chicken to just fill us. That's right. Claire Dickio, thank you very much for the fried chicken. I had a big burrito. Ah, when you see this and smell this, you'll be straight. Is it good? Yeah. Because it was Danny's birthday. We should mention this, did we? It was Danny's birthday. What, two days ago? How old are you now, buddy? No, no. Thanks for that, guys. You, uh, you, You celebrated with me at least a day late. Yeah, you sent me all your thanks and yeah. who was it that spotted it first? Somebody's I saw it on, I saw your your Mrs. Claire on Instagram was saying happy birthday. Basically, you know you're the best oh, guy in the world. So really? she's, exactly. she's misled and misguided. Oh, I was the drunk most best guy, guy in the world all these years. Yeah. All these years. But, and the only the only the only guy the only person that she would cook <laughs> fried chicken for the only guy that she cook fried chicken for on a who Monday knew? night. Monday who knows? Is that your go-to that. food? Is it fried chicken? No, I just like she said. What do you want to eat? And like the kids were jamming me. We'd had pasta and other stuff, so I said, let's just have some fried chicken on a Monday night. Wait, so you, you'd had pasta at this point? No, we'd had pasta the night before. Well, obviously, it's a dicky household. But yeah, yeah. yeah pasta free. Was it fried chicken on pasta? No, fried chicken, mashed potato, coleslaw. Oh, nice. Yeah. Some biscuits. Good old southern girl. She cooks. There you go. Cooks good. All right. Claire. Claire, you should get a fucking medal. She should. I know. Hanging around with me. Yeah. And that note, see you next week. Cheers. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 